Oh, God. I guess, yeah, lead us in there, Nick, to like an actual proper episode. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. We're, do- we're just going to doing- only talk about Limp Bizkit now. Nice. Yeah, I recently discovered that uh, Slash from Guns N' Roses is British and he like <laughs> and he just like lives in Stoke and just like leads a very wholesome life with his family and like it just seems like a nice dude. Whereas like Axl Rose is like barricaded up in his mansion with like four thousand guns. And I'm like, wow, what like a, what a divergent path those people have taken. Uh, I do like the idea. You love when like Al. Um, Back in the 90s, when like every information about the bands was just like a complete black hole, so they were just like, Oh, yeah, the band split up because of creative differences, and that could have been anything between mm. like, Oh, we slightly disagreed about like what type of the next album should be versus I just want a quiet life in Stoke and mm. I want to hold myself up with 4,000 guns. <laughs> yeah, one of them got really like a pro greater Serbia and it kind of <laughs> created a rift within the band, <laughs> kept going and playing these gigs in Kosovo. <laughs> like, <laughs> Didn't work because Axl Rose is Albanian. So. Ah, there you go. <laughs> That's why he's bunkered himself off. I can imagine that is a very Albanian energy, just like locking yourself in a huge building with yeah. loads of guns and just being like, well, I'm prepared. Isn't that what Hoshis <laughs> is? Yeah, Axl Rose is a Hoshis. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right I'll, I'll, I'll eat this and then like, click good boys and girls. I will say, though, that I probably, after this, will be watching compilation videos of Axl Rose just jumping into the audience and beating people up. Did he do Damn. that? Yes, he did that all the time. Nice. Yeah, like it was a notorious thing that would probably happen. That was like guaranteed to happen at, at oh. Guns N' Roses shows. Bring it back again. Supercut it with that time that uh, Fred Durst tried to dropkick someone from Cypress Hill and like missed and then just falls flat on the ground. Sick. Nice. <laughs> Powerful. <laughs> yeah, I, now team, team Cypress Hill. Yeah. Do you think there was like a therefore like a subculture of people who would go to Guns N' Roses concerts to fight? Yeah, 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 no, no, no. People were actually like training was. for it. <coughs> there actually was like there would be people who would go in the audience and just like like egg him on, mm. and he like depending on how drunk he was and depending like you know what part of then his uh, uh, career it was, he would just like start calling him a pussy and shit and then just jump into the crowd. Like it happened a lot. Like, it's like someone in the front row was like wearing a U2 t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's what? It's Bono. The huge sunglasses. <laughs> Come at me, Axel. I'll take you out. <laughs> Hey, welcome to your weekly corner spatey. Um, we got the boys here. Yulia is um, unfortunately not feeling well and couldn't join She's us. Been beaten up by Axel She's Rose. Been beaten up sad. by Axel Rose. Yeah, she say. was. She kept calling Axel Rose a pussy. Yeah. over and mm. over and over again. And yeah, that's why she can't be here. He's one of those rare guys who's like, I've got your IP address. <laughs> <laughs> Coming around. I really like the idea of just like an auxiliary like movement to me too, but it's specifically for like I was just beating the shit off by <laughs> Axel Rose. <laughs> <laughs> like assault charges were never pressed yeah Axel Rose just getting cancelled for just completely non-sexual violence <laughs> just, just being kind of a dick just, just did regular violence and everyone was like huh yeah I guess that's illegal too <laughs> yeah. oh, I guess it is but if you haven't already uh, 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 heard uh, we have uh, we have Milo back with us second like, yeah. time champion I don't know how we want to call this yeah yeah sure yeah you uh, you've you've won the crown that that exists now yeah. I, I won the inter intra Cornish Beatty judo competition yes, last exactly. time so you know we'll yeah. be doing that after the show yeah. today yeah. Milo is defected from the Tories he's publishing a five thousand word op ed in the Spectator shortly about yeah. why he's uh, joining Cornish Beatty party oh, I feel like yeah. that's a teaser to what we're going to be talking about <laughs> later and the, oh, and no. the Lib Dems of course. <laughs> 
Um, oh, no, 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 no. Fly a bit off the handle there. <laughs> <laughs> this is a pro Limp Bizkit, Lib Dem. Lib Bizkit? Ah, there's something there. Lib Bizkit, yeah, Lib you got biscuit, it. Yeah. I would say that uh, Cornish Beatty have an absolutely equal chance of becoming the majority ruling party <laughs> in the UK as the Lib Dems do. Yeah, that yeah, would yeah. be mine. Well, we did like go around like Lidl and ask people would they rather like join the caliphate or vote for us, and those are their only two options. <laughs> we'll be decapitated if you were uh, only six percent lower than the caliphate. <laughs> exactly. So only Cornish Basie can win here, folks. I yeah. mean, we are in vetting. <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> Bad joke. Joe Swinson did say that uh, a post-Brexit England would be like a quote limp biscuit, <laughs> <laughs> a flaccid penis. <laughs> Well, actually, if there's anyone who knows about Limp Biscuits, it would be the Tories. <laughs> that was, yeah, that blew my mind as like a 13-year-old being like, wait, it's not Biscuit, it's Bizkit. It's the kit you get busy with. Oh, well, damn. It's a business I, kit. Now, yes. now we're getting Matt Hancock, you see. Ah, like yeah, it's real, nice. you know. I thought it was a, a cookie everyone comes on. <laughs> oh, that's, 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 that's Soggy Biscuit, that's which was the joke biscuit. I was originally making, mm. but... There was a lot of things like that. That was actually, that was their naming scheme because um, a lot of them, they, they go off the rails. This is Limp Bizkit again now, not the Lib Dem party. Uh, but Hello. Like, <laughs> like their first release um, was what? Like, well, there was significant other, but then it was like chocolate starfish. Chocolate starfish, yeah. Hot dog flavored yeah. water. Yeah. And then the last one was like Gold Cobra, which wasn't like a thing anyone said, but it was revealed throughout the album that it was just a dick. <laughs> 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 Hot dog flavored water sounds intensely like a sort of compromise that the Lib Dems would come up with. There's like <laughs> something like, um, well, you know, like we've got to find a compromise between all these like vegans and then the meat eaters and like I don't know, hot dog flavored water. It's like a kind of it's a halfway house. Oh no, because it reminds me of I, I did listen to like a socialist podcast that like joke. Oh, someone's cool over here. Right. Wow. They jokingly have their like utopian ideal of just like you have your hot water tap, your cold water tap, and then the soup tap. So if you ever have <laughs> mm. food, there's always just like soup on pipe. But then like that does sound like the Lib Dem compromise. Does, that. It, does the flavor never change, or do you get like horrific mixtures in the pipe? <laughs> like, like it changes every week, and like. Monday, you have to clear out the mushroom flavor for the yeah, like, yeah. beef stroganoff comes through or whatever. Mm. You haven't beef stroganoff piped into your house. <laughs> <laughs> Socialist utopia. That was the that was the end of the five year plan, baby. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> next to like, the rice tap next to it. <laughs> but what would be then comparable though of like like the Lib Dems and Lim Biscuit though? Because the only one who's actually just like the one who's the asshole of. Limp Biscuit is Fred Durst. The rest of them are all like either like really good musicians or just like kind of like to themselves. And the Lib Dems don't give off that vibe. Like they're all just collectively yeah, stupid. Yeah. But Joe Swinson would go for a drop kick and miss. That oh yeah, <laughs> that is intensely Joe Swinson. Like yeah. I feel that Speaking like of which we are talking about the 2019 election. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I feel that just like yeah. I, I feel that like Limp like just just Fred Durst being then just the entity that then is Limp Biscuits just like giving the Lib Dems is way too much credit because there's not one, I mean, given I don't give two shits about what's happening in your stupid country, Milo. I'm very sorry. Damn. Well, but join, join the club. There's <laughs> not like, there's not a single person like, like one face that I can like remotely put with that organization. At least Germany, our version of the Lib Dems, uh, I speaking for all Germans as not uh, being very clearly a German myself. Mm. Um, we got the boy Christian Lindner, who's uh, just like the one yeah. stupid boy who's just out there doing dumb shit. If you think he can't, but I appreciate the the team effort. You you like you have to appreciate a man who can connect like the rise of China with like 
asparagus yields. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. That's King. very Joe Swinson, actually. <laughs> I, think it, I tweeted this the other day because there's, there's been a lot of like floods in the north of England. And so like they've all been up there doing that campaigning shit, being like, I will be the one to do something about the floods. And then uh, Joe Swinson was up there and it was just like the worst constructed interview I've ever seen where she was standing in front of a huge pile of bin bags, like just fucking trash that had been collected <laughs> and was being stored in this room. And so it's her on a background of trash. And then they're just like, ask, her about the floods and she's like well I think this illustrates why we need to stay in the European Union and it's like Joe talk about something else for what for God's sake we get it which is it's not about that is it it's something yeah. it's floods well we all know that the exit deal with the UK will mean that you just have to take all of France's water now yeah you're just gonna have mm. to find a place for it you can't have any of Germany's Spargel flavored water no we can't oh that sounds <laughs> fucking disgusting and it's not well, but it's not Spargel, Spargel flavored water it's uh, the water left most. over from the white asparagus is just like riddled <laughs> with sugar and butter. That is German Limbiscuit. Lis- <laughs> you could become Cornish Bargle. Yes. We will. Mm-hmm. Yuli would very yeah. much be in favor of that name change. But that since she's actually, not here... We're, we're that not. does sound like the fash version of our podcast. <laughs> Cornish Bargle. The alternate universe. Yes. Damn. But before we talk about all the big contenders in the UK election... I think huge, it's big hitters, <laughs> huge <laughs> legends. Fucking, there's Joe with her skills wallets on. <laughs> You've got Big Boris, a man with a sort of mop for a head. It's all good. I feel like you're the only person who would get this, but I always struck me that uh, Boris Johnson looked like Hot. if you shaved Muzzy. <laughs> language tapes Muzzy. Did you ever have him? No, I didn't have those. Oh, damn it. I know, I know who you're talking about. God, yeah. Yeah, okay. He looks a bit like if you shaved Dougal from the Magic Roundabout. This is similar. Mm. Yes, okay, I also get this. Mm. All right, but first, Megarika. Because people keep adding me on Twitter, and I'm going to do the Megarika. No one's adding you at Twitter for Megarika. People are adding me on Twitter for Megarika. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Well, fucking Someone's popular. <laughs> they saw hey, yeah, he met them on holiday. Yeah. Like, they go to a different school. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Nick, Look, my Canadian Twitter friends. <laughs> Jean-Claude <laughs> Lubastard of Montreal. Yeah, we did say before that Ireland is the Canada of of Europe in the sense that, like, yeah, yeah, no, I met them. They they live in Ireland. (laughs) But it might be Belgium, actually, the more I think about it. Just your your name just struck me as something that someone would come up with. How much do they love pedophilia in Canada? That's the key (laughs) question. But they don't actually know separating out Ireland and Belgium. (laughs) That one's going to be true. I forgot for a second there. No, 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 no. That was was the 80s. That stopped happening. Uh, Anyway. All right. For anyone who doesn't know, this is the competition where I say people, uh, I found one of the richest boys in Europe, and uh, I'm going to tell them a couple of facts about this rich person, and our lovely, uh, our lovely mm. panel have to guess where this person is from. Fact one, they recently published an op-ed about why they're switching to the Lib Dems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of related. Um, all right. Net worth, $3.2 billion. Mm. Mm. Impressive. Why are they rich? Real estate, oil, Private banking and having a dead dad. A classic. That seems to be a common thread through a lot of these. Yeah. Yeah, Damn, I've got a dead dad. I don't don't even have one billion dollars. This is unfair. Missing out. We will be uh, sending a link for the Get Milo His One Billion Dead Dad Dollar Money. (laughs) Get get Milo's dad back. (laughs) We're we're crowdfunding a necromancer. (laughs) He's a very expensive necromancer, but for this price, he's got to be good. Yeah, well, exactly. All right, fact number one. We can't talk about this Megarika without mentioning his daddy, who was, before his death in 2003, the Megarika of this country with 5.4 billion in wealth. 
Mm. He went from owning a boat... That was an expensive funeral. <laughs> <laughs> he went from owning a boat to controlling Saudi, Saudi Arabian oil refineries and Swiss banks. He lent his private yacht to powerful people to maintain close relationships with people such as George W. Bush, Marlon Brando, the Saudi royal family, and provided the yacht for Prince Charles's both of his honeymoons with da- Princess Diana and Camilla. This guy was fucking naval Epstein. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, is the, this is the yacht equivalent of dark money. Like, we need a yacht. We need to kill someone off a yacht that can't be traced back to anybody. It's, I got you. Take it out for a spin. You got, yeah. you got the whole weekend. <laughs> <laughs> that should be enough. <laughs> it's, all just, it's all just murdering big pussy. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that be enough time to kill someone and enjoy the Riviera. You've earned it. It's been stressful. Mm. Um, using his wealth and monopolization, monopolizing on his connections, he bought the land underneath several of the country's airports and started an airline that exclusively provides private jets to the rich and famous, which then filed for bankrupt- bankruptcy last year. Imagine starting like a, a private jet company that doesn't provide jets to the rich and famous. That's just like a description of who uses private jets. Like, oh no, I'm providing private jets for like the, the fucking Lidl customer base. <laughs> That's not like well, it's like a membership to a private jet, like in between the off-brand sliders and like the weird fucking combi microwave VHS machines. Well, the Swiss guy we had last week did provide like yacht racing to underprivileged communities. So I feel like mm. we're eventually going to get someone who's just like private jets for tight. Oh my god, so this is a genuine thing, right? Oh, so okay. my, my girlfriend works, uh, she's a lawyer, and one of the lawyers she works with is friends with this guy who runs a charity. Mm. And a while back, he was like, oh, this charity, it might go bust, because so, they're lawyers. He's like putting a thing around the law firm, like, can you all like chip in some money? So like some of these people like chipped in like fucking 10 grand for this charity. And then my girlfriend's like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll chip in for that. Like, this sounds good. And then she looked at what the charity was, and it was a charity that takes blind children sailing. She's like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Acid trip charity is this? (laughs) Again, that's part of the network of killing people off yachts because it's plausible deniability. They're blind. They didn't know they were pushing somebody into the water. They have no idea. They have no evidence, you see. (laughs) Beautiful. It's the perfect crime. Uh, Before moving away from the Megarika's daddy, um, before he died, he was one of the largest donors to the British Conservative Party. Oh, damn. Oh, damn. <laughs> but he's going to be not British, isn't he? Yeah, we've already had the richest person from the UK. Uh, okay. Yeah, so mm. UK is off the table. The largest donors of the British Conservative One of the largest. And he's, not, and he's not British. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. Fact number two. Okay. He's got a degree in economics. Philo- this is the son now, going back to the actual Megarica. Mm-hmm. He's got a degree in economics, philosophy, and logic which he got from the London School of yes. Economics. Yes. <laughs> ben Shapiro, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. He got a start in his daddy's banking side of the company, uh, moved the headquarters to a tax haven in Europe, and also became director of another private banking group based in another European tax haven. The banking group he owns handles all the... There's stru- a theme developing here. <laughs> the banking group he owns handles all the structural development funds that his country receives from the EU. After his dad, the country's former Megarica, died like an idiot, this Megarica gained control of the whole massive portfolio of companies, including a development company that built Mall of America-style shopping centers in his home country, and also, coincidentally, receives all of those EU structural development funds. <laughs> so I know we've... Uh, this, I'm going to assume this is Eastern European, going out on a, on a limb there. Yeah, that but, um, makes sense. Again, we, this is a running theme on our show about like 
finally the walls come down what does it mean to be free and there's just like set of construction on an enormous mall of america with just like yeah, all of the all the stores you could ever want but it only sells like beets <laughs> that's the store you go to to name your child kevin you have to go to the, the store in the mall yeah you're mm. there. me in the mall that's going exactly to. baptizing my child in monster energy <laughs> <laughs> this is the western way son <laughs> that literally have to be american all right fact number three his country and his personal fortunes were badly affected by the 2008 to 2011 financial slash euro oh, crisis. Oh, pouring one out for our boy there. Yeah. But things started looking up for him in 2013 when he took then European Commission... When he remembered he was still a billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> um, when he took then European Commission President uh, Manuel Duro Barroso out... Uh, on a on yacht to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> Out on his private yacht for a friendly chat. <laughs> <laughs> um, coincidentally, Listen, you got to understand something. <laughs> coincidentally, he also was like, um, went to school with Jose Perel. Uh, not, not Jose Perel. Uh, Barroso. So, you know, they were good college buddies. Mm. And also because I had nowhere else to fit this in the comp- in the Mega Rica description. But weirdly enough, he's been constantly confused with Nigel Farage. <laughs> so whenever you read an article about this Mega Rica, there's just a picture mm. of Nigel Farage and then, like all the comments underneath is like, that's not him. That's he, Nigel Farage. Does he look like him? No. Oh. <laughs> all right. Well. Oh, well, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> Nigel Farage is not rich. <laughs> it was literally just, I think it started because Forbes accidentally put the picture of Nigel Farage up with a description of him and then took ages yeah. to take it down. So every website that just copies and pastes <laughs> Forbes just ran with this and now yeah. it's just on the internet forever. And Nigel Farage was having a, a really good time on the yacht. You know, like when you're in the casino and you're just betting and he's like, and he's like, you're out of money and he's like, but that child looks really nice. And it's like, all right, you need to give me your likeness. <laughs> He's like, all right, all right, sold. Indecent proposal with Nigel Farage. Well, they did like a, switching places. They did the classic, um, oh, they did the classic Nicolas Cage movie, Face Swap. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you ever notice that Nigel Farage has like a weird accent now? <laughs> the thing I love about Nigel Farage is that he's just such a loser. Like, <laughs> he's just like a divorced dad now. And there was like that thing where it was fucking Christmas Day last year where he posted a picture of himself on Christmas Day on his own watching the Queen's speech while drinking a pint of beer, standing up and he's watching it on like a tiny like 12-inch TV in his kitchen. <laughs> and it's like, dude, you've not even got a good TV. Like, what, <laughs> the, what the fuck is the point of all of this? Whatever happened with that young French woman he was sleeping with? It was like on his campaign staff. I think everyone just forgot about that. Damn. Yeah. But like, oh, did they just love that that real tension? Just like he loves shagging Europeans, doesn't he? he does. His wife was German. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So those are the three facts about this lovely boy here. All right. So uh, I'm gonna go around the table. I'm gonna start with Nick. Where are you, where are you guessing? Well, um, I'm feeling also Eastern European vibes. Um, I'm just trying to remember which Eastern European countries we've I'll tell you done you so far. Yeah, no, I think I can remember. Um, I'm feeling, I'm feeling. What was his industries again? Aside from uh, father, dear, <laughs> <and> <laughs> industries of dad, father, dad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, real estate, oil, private banking, and having a dead dad. Oil, I realize, doesn't even have to be in his own fucking country. Mm. Um, because hmm. there's not really any oil in Europe apart from Norway and. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm going to go on a limb and, you know, we haven't done any Baltic countries yet, so I'm feeling Lithuania on this one. Mm. I was going to say Lithuania. You can still say Lithuania. still say Lithuania. Um, we can check the points here. Okay, yeah, Lithuania. All right. Milo, what are you thinking? 
I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go uh, Estonia. Oh, go oh, oh, interesting, interesting. Keep it Baltic. Ah, so okay, you guys are all incorrect. Oh shit, was it Latvia? No, no, uh, no, no. Okay. I'm gonna, Portugal. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. Give you a hint. It's not Eastern Europe. Southern Europe. Uh, oh, sorry, okay. guys. Yeah, Portugal would have been my guess for oil because they're all fucking in, in Angola. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they're also I don't know if it's oil or natural gas, but these, there's new plans to like mine off the coast of Portugal. Mm. Yeah. Wait, so are you saying Portugal? Yeah, I'm saying Portugal. <laughs> okay, locking down Portugal. Nick? Southern Europe. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go wild. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, is it Greece? Okay, you're saying Greece. What are you saying, Rob? Wait, but it's not Eastern Europe? What counts as Eastern? We're not going to have this discussion right now. <laughs> All right. Um, it touches the Mediterranean. Lake Sea. I'll go Albania. <laughs> it's not in the EU. That's the <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, was there some European. clue that it's in the EU? No. Well, it, it did say it was receiving like EU. The government they right. get those uh, subsidies. They stuff, get so. those. Uh, uh, Albania gets those as well, though. All right, Albania it is. I right. just want to appease the Albanians. Yeah. <laughs> just keep your shit locked down over there, okay? <laughs> Please don't leave your country. Yeah. Uh, Imagining like the EU, whenever Albania joins the EU, part of the agreement will be like, it'll be like storage wars and EU citizens can like buy a bunker and then they don't know what's in there and then they just open it up and they're just going through everything. Like, we got all these AK-47s. AK <laughs> we look, we heard your... Uh, we heard your demands for like a radical redistributive policy, and we decided universal basic bunkers for everyone somewhere in the Romanian Albanian countryside. Holiday bunker. Holiday bunker. <laughs> wow, most of the people who purchased these are Austrian. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm going to reconnecting with my roots. <laughs> So I'm going to say that the person who got this correct was Nick. It is in Greece. Yeah, is yeah. Greece. Okay, I remember because there's the 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 guy. Um, uh, uh, isn't he also from Russia too, or like he's like half Russian, half Greek, I think, or something like that. And he has connections with oh, Gazprom, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Like he's um, fuck. I used to know his name. Like so, this is he's, he's not a shipping magnate though, and that was the thing that kind of like like that's threw me off the at first. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's does he also own a team, by the way? Oh, he might do. He might do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, okay. Guy's name is Spiros Lattice. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that sounds like a fucking yeah. food stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yes, his dad was a shipping magnate. King. He's not though, oh. and um, he's managed to like move away from that. And yeah, him and his dad did a lot of deals with like. Russian oil companies. Yeah, okay, because yeah. there's one. I don't know exactly who it is, but he's the owner of Pauk, the team in Thessaloniki, and he literally stopped the Greek league by running onto the field with a loaded firearm. <laughs> Extremely normal. <laughs> yeah. You you joke, but like, just like it's really hot to see a streaker, like it's really hot to see a, a, a billionaire run with a firearm on the field. And yeah, yeah. He, just like, the, he just had it holstered. Gets me going. The fucking game just ended. They they yeah. stopped the entire league. I think even the government had to like step in and was like, "Yeah, no, mm -hmm. they, like we got to get he to was, the bottom." He of was this. in full Greek tactical gear. <laughs> he was wearing like tights and like the shoes with the pom poms on. It was it was too titillating to show on TV. They had to uh, yeah. censor him. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Oh, that's that that that's not who I was thinking of. But yeah. Yeah. So this definitely guy. This guy doesn't look like he's got a degree in logic. He's not gonna be running out with. <laughs> I mean, how do you intimidate your your debate opponent by? Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. So, if you may notice here from the Google image he search does results, look a little bit like Nigel Farage. But like, this is so pervasive that the fourth and fifth image search result are pictures of Nigel Farage, and then <laughs> it just keeps happening. Really weird. Yeah. He kind of looks like Jeff Bezos. He's got a little bit of Jeff Bezos with hair. Yeah. Kind of yeah. Like. yeah. 
It looks yeah. like Jeff Bezos has yeah, a secret Bezos identity. Is, Jeff, Jeff Bezos is, is uh, uh, Greece's favorite boy. So. Every billionaire is just one person. They're just all in disguise. <laughs> um, the money, though, to the Conservative Party makes perfect fucking sense if you're... Uh, his dad gave, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, exactly. Because, like, all the fucking Greek shipping magnates are just, like, people the British are just, like, one day, like, you want to make money? And they're like, yeah, sure. No, the Greek shipping tycoon Spiros Latsis is not Nigel Farage's long lost twin. It's well, a whole thing. <laughs> thank Damn. You, thank you, Business Insider, for fucking getting to the bottom of this one. Import truly the inside track on business there. Yeah. There's a billionaire version of 23andMe where you can just see if you're related to your other billionaire friends. Yeah. Well, they must be related because that's why they're the master race and that's why they have billions of dollars. Yeah, of course. It's the only explanation. Maybe that's why his dad was appointed into uh, the position that he was by some, like, you know, or whatever British general or whatever from, mm. from the 1930s or something. Yeah, yeah he it's made like, it. Like, in the future, you'll have a son. You'll have two sons. One will be separated. The other one will go back to the home country. That sounds like a riddle. <laughs> <laughs> the other one will stay here and just generate, you know, billions of dollars of wealth, Oedipus but also lose to take half of your fortune. Um, I'm going to become be a Turkish Lira billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Maybe you already are one. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. It's a really low denomination <laughs> currency, isn't it? But I yeah. don't know how low. It's pretty bad, isn't it? But anyway, uh, moving away from the lovely family of like yacht murdering Greek billionaires, um, we're going to talk about a similar situation, which is the UK general election, which is happening now. Uh, well, not now, but soon. And we're going to talk to our lovely European listener base about what's happening. That's why we've got the smartest boy from Trash Future. Damn, yeah. it's me for sure. <laughs> <laughs> to I mean, to be fair, it's a pretty low bar. I don't really know. <laughs> like. Quality podcast. I strongly recommend it. Mm. Um, all right. So I guess we're going to like we're going to go through some of the the parties that are contesting this election, and we're going to go through some of the big boys. Hell yeah! Uh, initially, and I may have noticed that people looking out there in the politics of the UK is that there's this massive gaping hole in uh, UK election politics that just needs to be filled, this giant gaping seat to be filled. I am, of course, talking about Change UK and our boy Gapes. Classic. <laughs> Mr. Gapes. Big Gapesy. So can you explain for everyone where Change UK came from? Oh, God, the cucks. The cucks. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, basically, like some people from the right of the Labour Party got, they'd been like, they'd spent like, you know, two years just kind of like throwing grenades at Labour Party policy. And then they were like, oh, why don't we start our own party? And of course, all of their, all of their mates in like the mainstream media were like, oh, yeah, this will be great. We're all going to be great. So they like, they started this party and it was basically like, a, a handful of Labour MPs and then there was like a couple of uh, like kind of uh, Lib Tory MPs yeah, who were like yeah. kind of Remainer, like Anna Subri. Um, and uh, anyway, so they, they, they pulled this party together and it got like absolutely gushing press coverage. And then, th- and then of course, it was just a complete flop because <laughs> everyone was like, lol, this is so lame. You're all going to lose your seats in the next election. Yeah. Because um, in Britain, you can do that. You can just change party, but just kill, still keep your seat until there's an election. Yeah. And so everyone was like, well, if you're so confident about how po- popular this party is going to be, why don't you like call a by-election in your seat? And they were like, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, Big Gapesy was one of them. Yes, yeah. A man who looks like his pockets constantly just naturally produ- produce World Wars originals. 
Yeah, <laughs> but Joel Golby, who's like a fun writer on, he used to write for Vice in the UK, but now he like is a freelancer. Um, he wrote a very fun thing about Mike Gapes on the campaign trail, where he's like, Mike Gapes has the energy of a coach driver at a service station having his keys thrown around by a bunch of children. <laughs> 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 Uh, yeah, so I just have to I have to bring up the visuals for everyone else to understand Man, what's that is, happening here. That is a, oh, yeah. Every time it gets worse for them, they keep changing their name to something slightly more complicated. Mm. So initially they were the independent group, and then they were Change UK, and now they're the independent group for change. Were yes. they also then like very shortly like the independents for a while? I remember I thought they had like a name before this one as well. The independent group was the first one. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 working yeah. title. Uh, I remember them having more people. I love that they're yes, they did definitely have more people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do love that their new logo is like the menu icon from like the old version of Google Chrome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, yeah, so uh, this is like the ultimate example of just like how party mem- like MPs were completely detached from like what actually makes a party happen. Okay. <laughs> it's speaking to you. These are the, you, you want to uh, know the best uh, people to vote for? These are the top results. Mm. I said Google too loudly and I talked my phone, apparently. <laughs> um, all right. But you Google. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, yeah, they had absolutely no one on the ground, no one, like, actually campaigning for them, and they were just like, yeah, we can do this by ourselves. Mm. And it all fell apart. They, had, they didn't understand what they were doing. Like, I managed to get in there beforehand and register a Twitter account that was at Change Party UK. Um, nice. They very quickly copped on and Twitter stopped me, but I got fairly far into the application process for a new Twitter account without an Amazing. email address. I think some people came in and took like like Facebook group names because they hadn't like registered Change oh, UK. There was a thing where they bought the independent group handle off, but it had previously been someone else's account and mm. then like there were like all these like old tweets on there which were like yo dog this is some dank weed it, was like that kind of, <laughs> it wasn't that but it was like something like i can't remember yeah. it was so it's, it's like a million years ago in british politics terms like <laughs> honestly at the end of every week my brain just has to like re- like format itself in order to like receive all of the new dumb shit that's happening um but yeah i mean like my gabe's i mean he just he looks like the megabus logo <laughs> um, and uh, I mean, their, their basic downfall is that they just have no policies. Absolutely none. Like, uh, let's see, let's see what our value says. Oh, that's a whole lot of nonsense. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, we love to see it. That's um, that was literally made in like Google Sheets. What you like to see, you like to see people who you know they have they have strong beliefs that like what if just everything was the same? They are like it. It's sort of like imagine if. Um, I think the best analogy I can come up with is like, imagine if that like the 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 orthodoxy in the Democratic Party was just like Bernie Sanders, and then like Hillary Clinton went and started her own party with like Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. And they were like, we're gonna we're gonna be the most popular people, and then it's just like crickets. Just yeah, like that. Yeah, that yeah, is that is literally happening though right now in the U.S. Not that the orthodoxy is Bernie Sanders, but the whole fucking like, oh, I'm gonna fucking do it. I'm gonna like Hillary Clinton is doing the. Uh, um, uh, Rich Homie Quan fucking mixtape thing where every title, every single interview has been like, yeah, what, you think I'm not going to run? Best believe my friend so-and-so, I'm going to run. But, mm. you know, oh, you think I was going to run? Like, just yeah. continuous... What, what She's was just the- trying to psych people out, you know? Yeah, and then... So, 
Um, I have a question. So who, what is the constituency for this party and who is voting for them, if anybody? Uh, I assume well, they're polling above... These are very good questions. Above, the above answer, 1%, The answer to both of those questions is like four people who live within Westminster. Yeah. Like, it's just... Like, and they're running for Change UK. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and then... But the people who love them are like idiot columnists. Like, you've got these people like fucking... Um, uh, oh, God, like Nick Cohen and Andrew Lillicoe and people like that who just like constantly just like shit their brains out into their own columns where they're just like convinced that like Jeremy Corbyn is unelectable yeah. and that's their whole thing where they're just like yeah we need some like sensible people and they assume because like they're kind of mates that they go to dinner parties with are also just like horrendous ghouls who believe that nothing can ever change they just assume that like oh well Jeremy Corbyn's really unpopular I asked four of my friends who think the same thing as me because um, <laughs> they've never actually like talked to a person who like doesn't also have a newspaper column in like 20 years so you get this thing where they like have this like confected popularity in the media like people talk about they don't talk about them anymore because they've just like fucking yeah, yeah, died yeah, in their yeah. ass. Now it's all like Joe Swinson and, and the legendary Lib Dems. We'll get to but, that. Um, <laughs> yeah, actually that that really, I, I'd forgotten about Change UK honestly. <laughs> like, because that, that really puts into context like the Lib Dems are like the irrelevant party in the election at the moment hmm. and Change UK are so irrelevant that people aren't even bothering to joke about how irrelevant they are. Yes. Yeah. I Well, you see, the important thing to remember about the UK is that like International observers have constantly said that polling in the UK is just absolute dog shit. Mm. Like even that's why we're going to launch a coup. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But like by in- they they put too much. I'm imagining now like change. <laughs> sorry, I'm imagining now like 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 uh, uh, change UK like uh, fake Twitter account things that are like happening during like the Bolivian coup right now. Mm. <laughs> but it's just stop. I'm voting for change UK. <laughs> yeah, <it's just> like- <laughs> Uh, this on, is sorry. not a coup. This is change, like yeah. trending in Washington D.C., yeah. Fairfax, Virginia. We're holding a free and fair election in which the other parties will not be allowed to run. <laughs> that is our. Yeah. But can I ask? Sorry to keep returning to the Change UK. Are they? Uh, would you say they're pro Europe? Are they pro American? Like, what is their? Oh, they're definitely they're definitely pro European. They're okay. like. Um, they're incredibly they're like they're basically a remain party that's kind of their thing it's like a kind of lib remain uh, but like with no other policies it's like their whole thing is like why can't it just be like 2016 again like that's their like um i don't want that year again (laughs) no well like the pre the pre all actually happening bit of 2016 from from, uh, 9 11 till 2016 yeah Yeah, that that was the the golden era era. exactly when we had gentlemen terrorists (laughs) 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 mike gaves is constantly doing those uh those tweets on twitter that's like the year is 2015 i'm on my homie spiros's yacht we having a good time (laughs) (laughs) we're listening to fucking i don't know they also say watching a video of a guy with a northern accent with his face covered pointing aggressively at the camera (laughs) before he beheads someone nickelback has just released their third funk album (laughs) (laughs) An alternate universe where Ed Miliband won the 2015 yeah. election. He says he says dumbass fucking shit like, you know, man, like Al Qaeda, you know, don't agree with them, but I respect them. Yeah, those guys they got hustle. <laughs> but it, it is like Milo's right, but I think the other part about Change UK is that they're not even that gung ho about Remain because mm. like their whole reason uh, with the Labour ones was just like, oh, Labour's gone too far left. It wasn't that mm. like, oh, they don't have a clear Brexit policy. Well, except that is what everyone says about the Labour yeah, Party, absolutely. even though the Labour Bre- Brexit policy is incredibly simple. Yeah. I just want to say that the the description of uh, Change UK there just sounded 
possibly a little too exciting for the actual reality because they're mm. not even talking about that. They're just like talking no. about nothing. Well, the, the ultimate thing about Change UK is that like uh, Chuck Ramona, who's yes. one of the Labour MPs who founded it, who is like one of the slipperiest bastards in British politics. Like, honestly, I respect the shit out of that guy because he just has no moral fiber whatsoever. Like, he will happily like just like murder his own grandmother for like a, like a, a leg up on the fucking. Um, and like to some extent, you got to respect the hustle uh, for the reasons of legal. I'd have to say that Chuck Romano has not murdered his own grandmother. <laughs> um, the parody. Um, but uh, yeah, so he was like, it was basically this whole thing was his idea. Mm. And there's even a rumor that the reason the name got changed to Change UK was because it's kind of like Chucker, like the Chicha UK. Um, anyway, and then and then when that all started going down the tubes, he quit and became a Lib Dem. <laughs> yes. Okay, no, because the, the story of that is so fucking good because... Yet, when they started as Change UK, where they rebranded as Change UK, mm. everyone was like, wait, that spells cuck. Yeah. And then Chaka was the one who was like, no, no, we want the H to be included for reasons. Uh, that mm. means it's Chuck. Like like me, uh, mm. basically, in so many words. But then, like, the thing I immediately hear after he quits for the Lib Dem party was, uh, like, everyone told him he should have done from the get-go mm. when he was like, I want to leave Labour. He's like, join the Lib Dems. Yeah. Um, as soon as I, the next thing I heard after he quit and joined the Lib Dems was he was thinking of running for leadership of the Lib Dems. <sighs> that is such powerful energy. I Just can. amazing. That's really he's like one of those like uh, you know those like parasites that, that installs itself in a snail and makes the snail climb up to the top of a hill so a yeah. bird eats it. Chikramuna is like that, but for things. political parties, <laughs> he's like some kind of weird Manchurian candidate who's set to destroy like the Lib parties of the UK. I like how whole like his whole thing too was like because when that thing was like all right, well why don't you just don't join join the Lib Dems? He was I remember reading he was like no fuck that I'll never do that I'll never I'll never go that far and just like there's just had to be like one step in between mm. he's like oh you like just kind of like I'm not gonna directly join them like you know I'm gonna give it a little go with something else. Listen, they pushed me and I snapped. Okay, yeah, <laughs> I really I like yeah I don't know like 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 you said an energy that you just can do nothing but respect. Yeah, well I'm gonna make this call now. Like literally every single change UK MP will lose their seat. Interesting. Well, the point I was getting. Guys, because the the polls are so dog shit in the UK because they hold on to historical like results for way too long. Mm. Um, they are currently polling at zero percent, which means they will Damn. get twelve hundred seats. <laughs> you know what? The only way from there is up, baby. All my losses was lessons. <laughs> Look, we're in on tactical zero percent. Yeah. So uh, another party polling at zero percent, but I largely suspect will like sweep all the home counties. Uh, because of the polling, and I have a, a superior algorithm. Um, UKIP. So let, damn. <laughs> let's talk about UKIP. And that is a chaotic are. website. Oh, it is. I don't uh, like it. Oh god. Oh, that's like a that's like a pop up. That's. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I was confused for a second. Is it a pop up or is it actually? That is the. <laughs> Can we just go through their headline promises? Oh these yeah, are amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll read them out here for you. Um, okay. This is their manifesto, I guess, for this election. Uh, Britain needs to, bullet point, deliver a clean break Brexit. Uh, so j- just, just translating you for that, that is starting a sectarian war in Northern Ireland is what they mean by that. <laughs> of course. Um, end mass mi- immigration. Something we've never had. <laughs> Put our NHS before foreign aid. They love the NHS. They fucking love it. It's definitely it's definitely not that they just hate giving money to brown people. It's definitely that they specifically want to spend it on the NHS, which mm. is never used by brown people. 
Uh, sack liar politicians. I mean, is that the that that is the polite British way of saying drain the swamp, isn't it? it? Is, yeah. is so but also, lame. it's just like it's always used by like the people who like if we really were sacking the liar politicians, would have to resign. Oh, like, for sure. It, it was like when fucking uh, Boris Johnson sacked one of his fucking ministers the other week for uh, misleading the public, and it's like well, you've got to sack your entire cabinet now. <laughs> like, <laughs> just scrap the BBC license fee. God, yeah, stop paying for all that communist propaganda coming Wait, out what is this? So you have to pay, what, like, some like amount every month? Uh, like which, to be fair, I... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is my favourite one, actually. Ban non-stun slaughter. What a really, like, like coded Islamophobia. I know, it's amazing, yeah. isn't it? Like, <laughs> these people will do anything to own the libs. Like, they, like, I guarantee you that every UKIP politician constantly goes on about, like, how much they fucking hate vegans and animal rights people. But as soon as they were like, but you can actually do Islamophobia through animal rights, they were like, well, hang on, no one told me that. Yeah, Denmark, <laughs> de- Denmark literally passed this yeah. in, uh, I think, 2015 or something like that. And I was, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Continental Europe, talk about, like, uh, faux progress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was so weird yeah. because, uh, yeah, because everyone's like, oh, yeah, this is for, you know, animal rights and stuff like that. It's like, nah, you don't, you don't, you don't, yeah, yeah. you clearly do not keep a halal household oh, the, the, like the, I yeah. do. The France, <laughs> yeah. we're going to ban all head coverings for security reasons. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you had like the weird, like, like, like. We're going to put 1% pork in all products. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like the whole, like, uh, oh, this also means you can't wear, like, shaded bike helmet like motorcycle helmets like indoors um but then you just watch i do that all the time i'm wearing one right now yeah but then there's that's that's like then all the footage of just like muslim women getting tackled to the ground by police and people just like being politely asked to take off their motorcycle so daft punk are illegal then now in their home country yeah oh that sucks damn poor you know know the propaganda (laughs) you know the the sneaky promoting sharia it's the end of planet of the apes where it's just like the giant statue like (laughs) you you blew it up it's daft punk gone but it's 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 daft punk and then uh with Ayatollah Khomeini behind them. <laughs> <laughs> you know the sneakiest way to be Islamophobic and own the libs? Hot dog flavored water. <laughs> you, oh, you, get ev- you, get a- you get everything. Damn. <laughs> it's, it's like fluoridation, but the next level. <laughs> right wing fluoridation. Um, you just soak all the water on hot dogs. Well, the interesting thing I actually find about the non stun thing, as I, I mean, I'm not, I'm by far not the expert on halal slaughter by any means, but like, <laughs> I feel like, uh, I feel like it's, it shouldn't be not halal to stun the cow because it's about like you have to slit the throat and drain the blood. That's really, and it has to be blessed, right? That's the point. Yeah. So yeah. presumably you could stun the cow and still conform no, to you the. Can't. Can you not? It's very specific. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, damn. Okay. Well. Shit. Oh well. There we go. Yeah. They. Uh, uh, I guess the Muslims are cancelled then. <laughs> can we do? And then the last and most important point of UKIP's manifesto, I guess, defend British values and free speech. They love free speech. They well, do. They do now since they're apart remodeling. From, yeah. Apart from when anyone says anything that they don't agree with. Yes, of course. The great thing about UKIP and like their trajectory since the Brexit folks, that's when they all kind of like fell apart. Um, was when it was hijacked by like rational skeptic YouTubers. Oh yeah, yeah. Count Dankula and that's Paul why Joseph the free Watson. speech thing is there. That's like that's the uh, nod to of that. Of course, of course. And you got like these great videos of fucking like Carl of Swindon, Sargon of Akkad, sitting mm. down that's with his real name. Yeah, Carl. Oh, yeah. Mm. and uh, he's from Swindon. I mean, you're not familiar with Swindon, but that is like the Westchester, Pennsylvania of Britain. That's like <laughs> <laughs> that is like a fucked up shitty town. But it was just this like absolute neckbeard talking about like. Like, 
um, why you should be allowed have your pug do a Nazi salute with this just like decrepit. Both Kieran's dogs are saluting right now. Which is <laughs> <laughs> like this decrepit hundred-year-old UKIP-like local county councillor wearing his like purple and yellow sash, possibly not entirely familiar mm. with the concept of YouTube. I don't know what YouTube is, but apparently you can use it to do racism. So, <laughs> so I suppose it's all right then. <laughs> it was literally that, but for like 10 grueling minutes. Mm. Um, and they all like ran in the last, in the European elections. Car- mm. uh, Sargon of Akkad ran as like a potential UKIP MEP. Um, I really hope he ran under the name Sargon of a cat. Just on the ballot, I just like <laughs> embrace the apocalypse. <laughs> like, but yeah, uh, but now UKIP have just like collapsed. Basically, like they're, yeah. they're still notionally running, but no one gives a fuck because Farage has taken all the UKIP supporters over to the Brexit party. Yes, the most normal party in British politics. Speaking of where all this energy went, let's talk about the like weird. Um, dark money scandal that is like so completely normal, completely normal Brexit party, entirely normal. Um, this is the Wikipedia page. I don't want to look at that. I want to go. I want to go to the pure shit. I'm um, I'm gonna be very critical of their aesthetics again. A little, little bit better. Nope, uh, not not. If you really, yeah. I mean, if you really want to understand, I mean, it, like very very cunningly, their their logo is an arrow that points right, which I think is a pretty big <laughs> hint on what they're hoping to do with Britain. Um, but well, that's Hillary Clinton's logo also, that I'm with her also pointed right. Oh, yeah. damn. <laughs> put another, put but that was about getting a mammogram. That was all good. <laughs> put uh, another piece of red twine on the board. Let's <laughs> fight for a real Brexit. Damn, I hate those fake Brexits that people have been doing. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the whole deal with the Brexit party is that like they're just basically like turbo Tories um, and like they just want to just do a mad... They have some like mad vision of Brexit, which is like not a vision at all where it's just like, oh, well, Brexit is anything you imagine in your own head. Yes. Like, um, yeah, like, you know, if you at home, like, angry, angry taxi driver dad, if you want Brexit to be mean that, you know, your wife's going to come back, it can be that. If that's <laughs> what you want, like, sure, dude, enjoy it. Um, but then so then what they've realized is that basically, like, the Tories are the only party that will actually do anything approaching to the kind of, like, uh, extractive, um, let's just bring in American companies to buy everything Brexit, which is, like, basically what they want. So Doing a shock doctrine to yourself. Yeah. yeah. So initially they were doing this thing where they were like, we're going to field 600 candidates. And I'm like, I don't think you can field 600 candidates who aren't, like, sectionable under the Mental Health Act. So, <laughs> And then so then, then now they've, like, stood down over half their candidates in mm. favor and endorsed the Tories in seats where they're like we can't win um and some of their candidates who are all fucking insane i might shock you to uh, inform uh but one of them they've all been like doing weird things where they're like they're like the brexit party has betrayed me because i was supposed to be standing for brexit and now they're in the tories who don't believe in brexit and so some of them are standing as independents including this one guy mm, in yes. the town of Clacton-on-Sea in Essex, which is core Brexit country. That's a real... With a horrible town, Clacton, that is one of them. And uh, this guy is... Because if he's standing as an independent, there won't be, like, Brexit next to his name. He has changed his name by deed poll to Mr. Clacton Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> so that Brexit will still be on the ballot paper. Mr. Too Damn Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Stilio Brexit. <laughs> oh, God. Um, it, it's okay. So I want to talk a little bit about Brexit Party because I, the amount of just like ridiculous dark money that's involved with this like party, uh, because a huge constituency or like 
where they got a lot of their MEPs when they last ran, because that was mm. their most successful thing was the European election. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, came from this like Facebook group called uh, Leavers for London, which mm. was started by a woman called Lucy Harris, who was a Brexit party MEP and is now like an actual MEP. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, she started this Facebook group that just got like absolute slush funds from, um, oh, what's his name? John Morris, I think is his name. Yeah, because he's the guy who owns JML, which I think anyone who's been in a British supermarket oh, is familiar fuck. with. Yeah, he is yeah. a big Brexit guy. That's right. Yeah, yeah. JML, uh, JML is like British ShamWow, like just all those kind of like weird kitchen gadget products, <laughs> yeah. but that are also like John sold Mills. in the worst Sorry. stores. Does he do the infomercials too? The no, no, he's like a, he's <laughs> a shadowy background figure. Jo- John Mills, mm. correct? Yeah, he's the man behind the slap chop. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, you don't know who's pulling the strings. Yeah. Uh, I funded like a horrifying right wing British party, so the chat the chop could be slapped. Uh, <laughs> These kitchen gadgets are all a Mossad plot. <laughs> my, my new conspiracy theory, that is not the thing that I believe. No. <laughs> but I, okay, so when I worked in a supermarket in Ireland, I was put in charge of the JML like aisle nice. because I was the most trustworthy person who worked in this supermarket. This <laughs> <laughs> requires a keen mind. <laughs> I'm not even kidding because this in the supermarket, because it's JML, this is where the like highest cost per item items are. So like uh. yeah you're like they have to like let's put the nerd in charge there because the rest of these guys like they're already growing mustaches. He understands <laughs> business. <laughs> I, no, like I legit, I was the only one who was working on that team who just didn't have facial hair yet. So I was like, yeah, we trust this one. <laughs> we trust this guy. He's he's, he's not got he's not got a big enough dick to steal. Yeah, <laughs> but like, I it did involve me just staying on this aisle for like twenty four hours a day watching the infomercial for the fucking ped egg over and over again. I don't know if you've seen the ped egg. But I don't know what a ped no. egg is. Yeah. It's the like egg-shaped item that's for shaving off the like uh, extra skin yeah, on yeah, your yeah, foot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh hell yeah! Uh, we've all you know we've all seen them. Yeah, yeah. foot parmesan. That um, that lovely <laughs> kitchen item we love to use. <laughs> you got that Cannibal parmesan. Get that foot parmesan. Put on your salads mm. and your soup. But anyway, yeah, this guy is funding basically entirely um, the Brexit party yeah. and the tax, um, like taxpayers alliance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, all the all the like big rich British figures who love Brexit are all like kind of like comedy billionaires or like comedy millionaires where they're just like they they are like evil but they're also just so dumb like the guy who owns Weatherspoons, which is like the mm. cheapest UK chain of pubs is a huge Brexit guy that was every- the one who changed the price even though Brexit didn't even happen yet and they yeah. were like oh, to reflect beers, the yeah. Brexit dividend that yeah. we will receive but they were yeah. like our beer is cheaper now because of Brexit and it's like like yeah, you could, Wait, always what? you could have always you could have always done this. There's no change. Yeah, well, and also like it. There's been loads of complaints about this because like loads of the people that work in Weatherspoon's pubs are like Eastern European immigrants because they pay absolute dog shit. Yeah, um, yeah. and uh, and he makes them like distribute all this like Brexit propaganda shit in their pubs, and loads of them have been complaining about it. And there's been a whole like d- industrial dispute about that. Um, and uh, also he looks like the love child of uh, D- Doc Brown from Back to the Future and like. James May from Top Gear, like that's kind of a, oh, that's the sort of aesthetic that we're dealing with that's with Tim sexy Martin. Vibes. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, I, I've always I, that you perfectly put those two together because I've always looked at him and been like, that is a horrific man, and I 
I mm. can't figure. I out can't who. figure out who. Yeah, they should got, have sent a poet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's got extremely powerful yada energy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the, well, fun fact about Weatherspoons though is that he named it JD Weatherspoon because that was the name of like a teacher at school who told him he'd never amount to anything. And it's like, <laughs> well, congratulations, you proved him wrong. You've become quite a remarkable cunt. Like yeah. you've really, you've certainly made a name for yourself. <laughs> You're the ultimate pub landlord. Well yeah. done. <laughs> well, doesn't it say something about the like division in the ruling class I mean this like in uh, or should say upper class in Britain between the like pro-Brexit and anti-Brexit groups yes. because the anti no pro-Brexit groups mm. are the billionaires who have made their money through these just like slap chops and and yeah, shitty pubs it, it might surprise you to know that the EU constantly ra- like mm. rails against JML for like the shit quality of yeah. their products and not meeting any like standards this is very poor quality engineering <laughs> yeah, this is like, like the, I'm just imagining the Italian commissioner putting it like chops empty- but it does not slap yeah. <laughs> I'm just imagining the Italian commissioner emptying the like uh, ped egg onto a salad and then eating and finding out what it is that we have to destroy this company <laughs> it's like the show you watch where all the Italian commissioners are watching people buy pet eggs <laughs> on silent and they're just screaming in like Italian. Like YouTube watching Italian, Alex, The yeah. Italian commissioner like, this thing hurt my penis. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's... Um, but why yeah. would they put the penis shape at all? Uh, <laughs> but it, it's, the, it's, the, it's the same story in like every European country, like the, the billionaire, millionaire class that are like funding Lega, uh, Front National. It's like the people who are like genuinely afraid that if there's... If, they think they can make it as like a part of like a British ascendancy, but if there starts to become like a European wide ascendancy, they have this insecurity that they won't cut it, mm. basically. Yeah. Or, or I think it's it's also like I'm not going to say that they have like a coherent vision that like we're gonna just gonna re- we're actually gonna leave the EU and everything will be fine and we'll have everything we need. Um, but there is a sense that like I made it big with this little industry, all British, all homegrown. Uh, we can just have all of that. We can replace all of mm. our cultural items with just these ped eggs and slap chops. Yeah. Like, that's all we need here. But it's also exceedingly not homegrown. Like, mm. like you were saying, yeah, yeah, Spoons is like funded by like an army of Poles. Oh, yeah, exactly. And, no, no, I, I agree. That there's nothing like logically consistent about it, but there's like, it's a rebranding where, you know, the labor inputs are, are, can be like waved away as like under, under Brexit. It would be like, well, the labor will come in somehow. Slavery, colonialism. Who knows? We'll, we'll no, think of we'll something new. We'll get it new. from Australia. We're we'll creative. Bring it back. Yeah, we'll like, it yeah. But then they come up with these. Yeah, like one of the things that uh, the Tories have been proposing is like, oh, we'll have like a new freedom of movement area, but with like Canada, New Zealand, and Australia. And it's just like, hmm, hmm, <laughs> hmm what do all those places have in common? Hmm, how interesting. Like, that's one of those things that has been like proposed for years and years and years and i actually remember encountering it online during the like brexit debate of like the eu is stopping us from doing this yeah um and it never has and it's no it's not true no well because the whole thing i mean like because the uk used to have effectively open borders with the entire commonwealth yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. well that's how like windrush happened and yeah. all that stuff i mean yeah like the whole the whole british like people are obsessed with like the eu as like an immigration thing when actually like all the people who are angry about immigration are not angry about eu immigrants no. they might think they're they're angry about muslims yes <laughs> that's who they're angry about they hate muslims they don't like muslims they want to kick out the muslims unfortunately for them none of the muslims come from the eu no. <laughs> like all the like pretty much all the Im- immigrants from the eu are like white christians they're like <laughs> the kind of people that they claim to like but like it's been like confected by the right-wing press to be like a 
we've got to stop Brexit and somehow that will stop the Muslims. And it's like, no. Well, there was the entire... Sorry, not stop Brexit, but rather do Brexit. I can't remember which of the like various like Leave campaigns had it, but like there was one that just wouldn't show up about Turkey. Even though, mm. like, Turkey has been in the process for joining the EU I mean, since, I don't like, time and memorial. Either, so. No, like. indeed, yeah. I mean, this is fucking hell. Yeah, well, that was, um, yeah, because, I mean, yeah, yeah, Turkey is, like, never joining the EU. No, so, never. It's just, like, it's never, the Turks are never going to just, like, conform to human rights standards. <laughs> Not even the fairly lax ones required by the uh, EU. Um, so, we kind of mentioned the Tories a little bit. They're monsters. It, they seem kind of incompetent at the moment, mm. but they still have, like, according to polls, which can't be trusted in the UK anyway, they have, like, 39% of the vote. Yeah, I mean, the Tories are just absolutely shitting the bed. I mean, they are, like, by by any rights, they would be, like, a million points behind in the polls. But, like, I think there's, like, this thing where um, Britain is just an extremely Tory country. <laughs> and some people just, like, there's, like, a, I think, like, the British people are just, like, huge... In political terms, they are huge cucks. They're just like, the more the Tories choke them, the more they love it. Daddy, please, yeah. fuck me harder. Like, it's it's very, like... And like, you talk to people who are, like, otherwise quite reasonable about things. And, like, you like you can go through a, like, kind of Socratic dialogue with them where, like, you gradually get them, like, fucking... Like, by the end of, like, a like the notebook, you get them to, like, basically realise that all the things they hate are the Tories' fault. And then you're like, so that means you need to vote for... And then they're like, with a heavy heart, the Tories... <laughs> <laughs> just like no well they have that they like they have that timeless um like the spitting image sketch from like back in john major's time where it's just mm. like john major literally going around to people's houses rep- repossessing them and calling them stupid and they're like oh, god vote for us stupid and they're like all right then <laughs> have some money for party funds <laughs> it's like as the house is being repossessed yeah, it, they're they're an extremely normal party that wanted, and now they're in like their most ghoulish incarnation yet because like the Theresa May two years from twenty seventeen to present and yeah. then have basically like gutted the party because like her attempt to do Brexit has been so completely destructive because well she has basically like fucked the entire Brexit project which is ironic because she was like this is my political ascendancy mm. having been she was like a remainer in the referendum and then she was like I'm going to adopt Brexit as a project and this will be like my legacy yeah. um, but she basically defined it in terms which made it undeliverable because um, basically the Leave campaign campaigned on like uh, we're going to leave the EU but we're going to stay in the single market and customs union because not doing that would be insane and then she took that like kind of generalized mandate and was like, no, I'm going to redefine it as like, we have to leave everything, but somehow our relationship with the EU has to be better than it is now. Yeah. And also we just have to do something with Northern Ireland, like put it on the blockchain or something. <laughs> I don't know. I, I loved the, the DMZ plan that was proposed by the Sun at one point, which had like oh, a, yeah. a five mile um, demilitarized zone on either side of the border where like literally a no man's land where no one would live so that's but it included like most of Derry <laughs> you know that's all of Derry like yeah. I've lived in towns in Ireland that you could fit about two times over in a space of five miles yeah so that was fantastic that was great from <laughs> that. but yeah it's just like because like most English people don't understand Ireland at all and so this whole thing about like you know, uh, the bo- and this isn't even necessarily right wing people, which is people just most people have no idea about it. So they're talking I've about gotten, like how, like, why are your passport? Why is your passport different? Comments oh, in, in the UK. <laughs> and then they're like, why? You know, why is this border issue so important? And people are like, well, I'm sure, like a lot of people, British people, generally think it's like, well, if we just get our top minds together, I'm sure they can solve this Irish border issue. And it's like, it's not solvable. Like as <laughs> as it 
is defined, it's like either you stay in the customs union or it's fucked. Those are your options. There is no... And the Tories keep trying to come up with these clever solutions like the fucking five-mile exclusion zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, <laughs> oh, what if like all goods were like tagged with like RFID tags and they were like automatically logged as they came across the border so there didn't need to be like a physical border infrastructure. There was just like a virtual border. And then you've got all the fucking Damn, like... Uh, uh, spaces and bodies, am I right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then my favorite is like all the like insane like pro Tory columnists who are just like always like burning down their house to own the libs. And then like Julia Hartley Brewer or Julia Fartley Pua, as she's known, um, (laughs) was just tweeting about how like I just crossed the border from like uh, the EU into Switzerland and it was very quick and easy. Why is this a problem in Ireland? It's like, well, first of all, like hundreds of years of sectarian violence. (laughs) Second of all, like what? (laughs) Switzerland is also like a part of the customs union. Like it's not that detached from the EU because that would be insane it does like most of its business with all the eu countries so not to jump ahead but um if uh corbyn wins what what's the what will he do i mean like if he's gonna i mean i know it's gonna be like he he says he's gonna promise another referendum on on a final deal or to stay yeah Mm -hmm. um but then does it have to be a customs union in Ireland? Can he just give Northern Ireland back? That's what slaps, I would do. Slaps roof of For, Corbyn. You, yeah. can, you can fit so much good stuff in this. <laughs> um, yeah, well, basically, uh, just like Brexit, is so, it's so fucking simple, but just like the Tories are so bad. Mm. Like they're just so fucking, because like literally their entire constituency is like people who are insane. And they're yeah. trying to, rather than being like, we'll just ignore, because th- the insane people eventually fuck off. Like there were all the no deal people in the Tory party. And then when Boris Johnson came back with like a fairly aggressive Brexit deal that wasn't no deal, the no deal people were like, well, fine. I guess this is, okay, we have to do what daddy says now. Because like all those people know that they're like fringe cunts and like the closest they'll ever get to what they want is like crumbs from the table. And so treating those people as though they matter is just like a massive political mistake, even from the Tories' perspective. They're just, they're just like, they have soup for brains. Like they're all morons. And the more that they've gone down this path, the more just like all the even vaguely credible Tories have resigned. And now it's a party of just like people who've previously been fired. <laughs> like <laughs> Pretty Patel as Home Secretary, someone who believes in bringing back hanging and was previously fired for actual treason yes, yes. you heard that correctly <laughs> um, so it's all very normal yeah but anyway um so. i'm just glad that a woman finally got um to do treason yes queen yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly yeah you know. for too long men have been doing treason yeah. and now women can do it too that is uh we never we never question whether doing treason is good it's just important that it's done in a gender equal way yes um but yeah, so basically, D- Boris Johnson negotiated a be- Brexit deal, which is even worse than Theresa May's one, which took some doing. And it basically turns Northern Ireland into like a fucking weird no man's land where it's like in the customs union, but it's not in a customs union with the rest of the UK. So there's a border between Britain and the rest of Britain. Yeah. Extremely normal. 10 out of 10. Manages to piss off both sides. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's incredible. Because like all the Irish unionists hate it because it makes Ireland kind of not Britain. Northern Ireland, that is. Uh, and then obviously all of the like, uh, you know, Irish nationalists still hate it because it's like just, it's still not a united Ireland, but it's like <laughs> some kind of weird like virtual Ireland. Yeah. I don't know. Um, anyway, uh, and also Boris Johnson's deal is way more like, what if we just sell the NHS to America? Yes. <laughs> Which will be good because we all know that American healthcare is awesome and everyone loves it. Um, anyway, and so basically uh, the Labour policy is 
get into government, do a load of big dicked uh, socialist shit, but also uh, renegotiate the deal with the EU to be basically what the Leave campaign campaigned on, which is like stay in the single market and customs union, like yeah. retain freedom of movement, like just do things that aren't suicide. Because if you do that kind of Brexit, like not that much changes from what we've got now. Like no. it would still be annoying, but like it's not, it's not anything like the level of just like full bore Mad Max shit that the Tories are proposing. And then just put that in a vote. Like, do you want this or remain? And people will probably vote remain because as soon as you define Brexit as a project, it gets incredibly unpopular because the whole point of Brexit was that it was like a mad fantasy. Like maybe if we leave the EU, my penis will grow an inch. <laughs> like it was like that level of just like mad because no one, none of the people who really liked Brexit for the most part had any idea what the EU did in the first place. No, of course not. And therefore they had even less idea like what the consequences of leaving it would be. And so the whole thing was just like, well, I think that, you know, the bananas will get bendier and like, you know, we'll be able to do stuff. Like, you know, children will be able to like throw rocks at each other again. <laughs> like, just <laughs> All the slurs are back on the tables, boys. Exactly, yeah. We can start calling people Dagos. Like, you know, <laughs> just whatever. Yeah, so that is that is basically it. And I do love that the current labor policy like has maintaining freedom of movement because they realize that there's basically no way of like removing that while staying in the customs union mm. and maintaining northern ireland without just giving it back to ireland which fingers crossed um but that whole thing of now we get to the party that has tried to capitalize on a remainder vote that only really cares probably about like the freedom of movement thing because that's probably for your mm. common person the most or let's say common middle class person in the uk that's the most material benefit of the european union yeah yeah so now that we get your summer house in france you go down there to read you know Cheryl Sandberg's books by the pool every year or whatever yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but even like the 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 like kind of like your tech worker in london who's just like yeah but all my best mates are romanian and that's like their entire politics <laughs> <laughs> tech worker <laughs> uh, don't look in my garage <laughs> but the um so that like whole middle class constituency who will never back labor even though their version of brexit kind of keeps all the things that they liked about the European Union to begin with. Mm. And even that thing that came out of, what's the big Labour conference that happened recently uh, where they planned some of the manifesto stuff or like general policy positions. And one of them was like about maintaining freedom of movement and expanding it to countries that aren't in the European Union. Basically being, yeah. like whether that's going to happen or not, I, I know it's completely different thing okay. but like here's a here's a slightly spicy opinion i have as a British oh, leftist which is that basically like labor conference is always a bit bad because it, the labor labor have this system which is like very democratic but where like the labor like actual politicians will come up with a policy which will be like a broadly speaking thought through policy that's like costed out and like politically makes sense and then it will get put on the conference floor and the conference floor can not only approve it but they can just make additions to it which are like the kind of insane things that ordinary people think are a good idea because they've never actually looked at how shit works, right? And so they'd said, that, let's do like open borders. And yeah. it's like, and it's like, well, that's like kind of, that's like, a, it's like a cool idea, but like obviously, A, that's fucking electoral suicide. And B, like, if you actually want to build like socialist solidarity within a country, there has to be some kind of boundary to that 
solidarity and like you can still be like have a much fairer immigration policy and like not do all the shitty fucking things that we do with immigration now mm. but like that doesn't mean like literally being like throw open the borders because that will just be chaos because no one else has open borders so yeah, like yeah, yeah. anyone who can't go anywhere else will just immediately come like that like that kind of shit then that's the kind of shit where I'm like oh the fucking Labour conference because it just like it hands open goals to the Tories being like look at insane jam grandpa who wants to like move <laughs> Somalia to the UK um, <laughs> and it's like that's not even what Jeremy Corbyn wants it's like what the grandpas at the conference want Um, and so that kind of thing and like similarly like the private schools policy went from removing tax breaks to private schools which is like a normal and very sellable policy to like abolish all private schools which is like basically legally impossible like or would be or would take like hundreds of years of like Mm. fucking legal wranglings and like whatever and also just like pisses off people who might vote for you because there's plenty of like bougie socialists in the uk who are like but i like my private school (laughs) (laughs) Uh, milo i don't think that you're quite aware of um uh, the great work of uh, chairman mao and Ah. uh, (laughs) well he is he has a column in the guardian i think (laughs) (laughs) but the point i was getting to is that were labor is basically either from the like leadership or from the conference floor has basically kind of conceded all the points that would make all remainers be like, yeah, this is probably a good position. Yeah, their yeah. policy is what the Lib Dem policy was like six months ago, but oh, now the sure. Lib Dems are spinning them as like the party of Brexit. Yes. So and that's... Actually, the Lib Dems are the party of Brexit. Oh, oh. The Lib Dems are wrecking any kind of coalition between the Remain parties, thereby making the fucking Brexit conducted by the Tories inevitable. Excellent. And that leads us to our lovely article about why we should vote for the Lib Dems. Yes, fucking hit me. I've got the vein between my toes primed and ready. Let's <laughs> slam it in there. Uh, first thing I got to say is I'm here to burst your bubble uh, with okay. the real world <laughs> where there are hordes of people switching to the Lib Dems because finally they see a way forward. Um, and all of you, I don't know what's, what, what are elitists, like where are you from? Elitists who live in, who have podcasts, yeah, well, if you are, if you ask Pretty Patel, then the North London <laughs> Liberal <laughs> Metropolitan Elite with lots of brackets around it. Yeah, so many brackets. So many brackets. But don't don't forget that Labour are the party of anti-Semitism. <laughs> don't definitely don't forget that. Um, this is from one Matthew Paris. Mm. Per, two R's on that. Yeah. I'll vote Lib Dem, but I can't join them. If you can't so join them, vote them. <laughs> <laughs> Two articles ago, he was he did have an article saying about like why I'm a Tory. Yeah, yeah. This is in the spect- he, he's a dumbass, Paris. I mean, I can't. I, he's not someone I like devote a lot of headspace to, but I've definitely encountered him before, and he is. He's yeah, dumb. He yeah. is a. I'm. I'm gonna. I have to skip some stuff in this because it is pedantic. It's just <laughs> he loves the sound of his the sound of his own writing. I don't know mm. how to say that. Um, so he was a Tory MP for seven years in the past, and he yeah he wrote something like two weeks ago like. Why the Tories are the best. My book, Seven Years a Tory. (laughs) (laughs) But he has to change. Here we go. Strong start. I don't believe that before last week, I've ever quit any organization on an issue of principle. (laughs) 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 I have no principles, and I'm not a quitter. (laughs) (laughs) I was like... (laughs) <laughs> I've quit loads of things. I don't have any principles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I had been in the Ustizi, I would have stayed it out to the end. <laughs> then he goes on. I tend to find people tiresome who make a song and dance about doing so. I never thought that one day I'd be making an exhibition of myself, as my father used to say. He doesn't have to like take his clothes off. He He's just writing this naked. <laughs> and certainly not so late in my life. So he goes on and he says, yeah, as he points out, he's writing a whole fucking op-ed about how he's switching. 
and voting for the Lib Dems, not switching parties. He's going to clarify. What is this like trend of? And this is the thing I've noticed in, in German op-eds does not exist ever at all. Maybe because mm. German efficiency is true in the sense you get like nine paragraphs of just like you know like <laughs> of of their own personal backstory that no one fucking cares about, and it's the most annoying shit. It's like all right, like. Uh, I was born in, you know, this small town and I grew up and went to this school and my mom beat me and then that's why I became a Tory and then my time at a Tory, you know, I didn't have friends and so on, so on, so forth. And then finally it gets the fact about how, like, they're a Lib Dem. My school head teacher used to do this whenever we would have an assembly. Where he was like this really like posh old dude with a moustache and he would come out and be like, over the half term, I was trying to build a brick wall in my garden. Now, I had limited success with this. I was like, yeah, because you're a fucking old dude who knows nothing about building. And he would spin it out into this whole story about the importance of being Christian. <laughs> and why he votes Lib Dem now. Yeah. So this Probably. is, I, I agree completely that this has a lot of English energy. But it is, in a more universal way, it is just a trait of anybody who's like, moderately successful but has just not earned it at all being like well yeah. i better tell all these kids my life story because if they just do everything i did including building a brick wall then you too will be a headmaster of point a one have a wealthy father yeah. <laughs> look yeah. into that it's good but it's all that like their, their life story is a bunch of just i lived life yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, and now i've earned this right to spew my opinion yeah. like i grew up in a town i had these parents <laughs> unlike other people who don't grow up in towns and don't have parents what does this? What does Paris yeah. have to say? So this is um, he's voting for the Lib Dems, uh, and he has to tell you about how he feels about this. Cool. Mm-hmm. A sadness has hung over me since the sadness, really, of parting from an old friend. The Conservative Party owes me a little, I suppose, for being for doing my best to make the Tory case over thirty odd years of, in journalism, speaking at endless fundraising dinners for scores of party colleagues, Getting old that sweet and new, money from them, <laughs> delivering leaflets and canvassing for friends and mediating a dozen or more parliamentary candidate selections. But it owes me almost nothing for my seven years as a conservative MP, years in which I made no impact beyond working hard for my constituency of West Derbyshire. First of all, sounds made up. Uh, Derbyshire. (laughs) Derbyshire. Derbyshire. (laughs) We're here at the West Derbyshire. (laughs) Thank you. Um, First of all, a lot of uh, cock energy, let's say, owes me nothing for yeah. my seven years as an MP. That is the Tory mindset that I Milo l- was describing, the crumbs at the table. I handed out yeah. leaflets for 30 years. I've done everything <laughs> for this party, but I guess this tiny kick up the ass is just fine. L- let <laughs> us continue. I thought forever that Tory meant La Familia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can't just quit the Tories. It actually means con. Don't work like that. I don't, I, this is something I have to tell every British person, but like, because no British person knows this, but Tory is an Irish word, and that's where it comes from. It means oh. con man, and they just apparently halfway through their li- lifespan as a party, they were like, "We're going to own this term yeah. now." Um, he just continues um, saying, uh, "I, on the other hand, owe the Conservative Party almost everything. My whole career, including decades in print journalism and broadcasting, my sexual awakening, would never have taken off without Parliament as a launchpad." Take my wife. First of all, I like no place. Just very. Um, um, explicitly saying like, yeah, you know, after you're in parliament, you can kind of, people will listen to you. You have a job. You can be in the media. There's just like... You can work in consultancy for like a Blackwater or whatever they're called now. <laughs> you're in, baby. Thank uh, you, Tories. Thank you, Daddy Tory. Academy. Spelt wrong. Uh, no, no war crimes to see here, yeah. LLC. <laughs> also changed their uh, their location to the Seychelles? Seychelles? Yeah, Seychelles. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's where they're based at. Derbyshire, it's pronounced. She sells <laughs> munitions down by the Seychelles. <laughs> Um, he just goes on about how he's sad, how good the Tories were. Okay, let's hear his criticism 
for stating publicly that he's going to vote for the Lib Dems. Mm. I feel a bit prickly, therefore, about criticism. Bucket loads of abuse from mostly uncouth Brexiteers have not troubled me at all. <laughs> okay, buddy. <laughs> I imagine on Twitter he's just getting, yeah, like Nazi memes sent to him. And he's like, like get in the oven and he's like, well, uncouth Brexiteers, I see. Yeah. Well, I, guess I, I guess I'll just have to drink my own piss. <laughs> Is that what you want? I see these bilious good riddances, often coupled with more personal remarks, as supporting evidence for my growing conviction that the party's whole personality is changing and shrug them off with a smile. Okay, again, he is 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 laughing, actually. This is funny (laughs) to him. Okay, yeah. He he emphasizes that he is not joining the Lib Dems. No, he's not doing it. Because... he shares the irritability that the Lib Dems uh, are not serious and they don't possess any serious philosophy for government. But here's his case. Oh. Is he like one of those rappers who like reps the bloods the whole time, but then in the end, like, it's like, you know, well, I actually really don't fuck with him. Like, I'm getting that kind of vibe. Mm. Um, also, like, they're yeah. like, you'll see. He's, he's joining Treyway. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, I don't think the Lib Dems are fit for government, but I'm voting for them because I don't really know what a vote is for. <laughs> So he's wait. He is the Takashi Six Nine of uh, uh, whatever party he was a part of. I don't know, or he's going Tories. to. I'm I'm a, I'm a little bit lost <laughs> in his. He's story. transitioning from Tory to Lib Dem. Okay, uh, all right. He's, he's got a surgery date lined up. <laughs> all right, yeah. <laughs> Not many weeks ago, my column on this page proposed the outlines of a sharp divide between Lib Demery and liberal conservatism. Completely different. Lib Demery. <laughs> that's like a, that's like a, a cheese from Central France. <laughs> <laughs> I hold to that. Of course, there have always been admirable people in the liberal and latterly liberal Democratic Party. Ad- admirable people and some excellent ideas. Civilized instincts. Some top quality nonsense. And humane responses. Let's, okay, you might be asking who? Who is he talking about? Mm. I admired Nick Clegg. <laughs> liked Vince Cable's dry Game. and unsparing rationality. And could see Joe Swinson as a capable and sensible politician. Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I was kind of, I was allowing it for the first two, but then Joe Swinson is not a capable politician. Well, okay. If you're going to lie, just lie like, I like Nick Clegg. Good. All right. Just simple cool. to the point. But he's then, a good dude. You know, you know he's right. He's, he's a real paisan. <laughs> he's a writer, so he has to like, you know, kind of spice it up a bit. And he's mm. like, he's got to use a trickle on, but he yeah. just couldn't find a third Lib Dem. <laughs> yeah. Like he could have gone for like Paddy Ashdown, someone who like is actually quite popular. <laughs> but no, Joe Swinson. Love it. Okay, but there are problems with the Lib Dems. But the party's something-must-be-done attitude to social needs and problems, its reflexive preference for statist solutions. Mm. (laughs) uh, uh, Damn, the government doing government shit. Pretty sus. And its modern reluctance to acknowledge the importance of moral hazard in private life and public policy creates, for conservatives and freedom lovers, a hole in Lib Dem political philosophy. Those are two words that meant nothing. <laughs> I hate when the Lib Dems the, refuse to the acknowledge The most important hazards. thing, yeah, is to acknowledge right. the importance. It doesn't even say do anything about it. Acknowledge the importance of moral hazard. But this, hang on, this guy is moving from the Tories to the Lib Dems, um, and his criticism of the Lib Dems is that they're not like libertarian enough? No, yeah. his criticism of the Tories is that they're not libertarian. Wait. No, no, this is his criticism mm. of the yeah, Lib Dems. I'm so, so fucking yeah. lost like, in the, this the article. The Tories were never shit. like libertarian. They wanted no, to put no, no. filters on porn. They no. are... Um, Proper lib- libertarian parties that the Danish one advertise on Pornhub. Yeah. And I also just don't think that Tory MPs understand what a moral hazard is. Because oh, they're no, all no. just taking money like hand over fist from like <laughs> Russian oligarchs and being like, no, oh, this isn't a conflict of interest. <laughs> <laughs> but I still hope... 
there will, so despite this, I, I, I still hope there will one day emerge a liberal conservative party that could attract the millions of 21st century conservatives who think like me. Like They're called from the sketch we watched earlier. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was thinking neo Nazis, but whatever. When I look, <laughs> when I look in one of those bathroom mirrors that has mirror, mirrors on both sides, and I see that there's millions like me into the distance, <laughs> yeah. we're all saying the same thing. Focus Moral. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The second criticism of him, mm. which is that he's a sellout, that's the first. The yeah. second is that he is quote stay and fight. In any number of cases throughout history, this proved to be the right advice. In any number of other cases, it has proved the wrong advice. Certainly, it, it wow. is always... Deserved. We live in a society. We really do. <laughs> do you know, Again, sometimes in history, there were wars, and other times, there out. weren't. Just, I understand history. Just <laughs> What's that stupid, like, old, like, Irish proverb slash weird uncle at a party joke? It was like, I'm not an alcoholic. I only drink two times when I'm thirsty and I'm not thirsty. This is that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so he has a couple of questions, so mm-hmm. rhetorical questions, that maybe people who are in the same position that he's in. Do we advise indignant Jewish members of the Labour Party to stay and fight or walk away? Should convinced mm-hmm. Labour Brexiteers stay or switch to the Tories or Brexit Party? These are never easy questions. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, it is, really is. It's a real mix, isn't it? It's yeah. just, you know, it's a whole, it's six of one and half a dozen of the other, you know? It's a real, it's a real head scratcher. <laughs> Also, just like, yeah, if you were, like, ever voting Labour and you're switching to the Tory party because of Brexit, like, <laughs> uh, buddy. <laughs> uh, this is when he gets a little, uh, as we say, takes the black pill. One must estimate the likelihoods. My gently critical friends, most of them loyal conservatives, suggest variously that Boris Johnson himself is no right-wing Brexiteer ideologue, and if he wins big, he will be able to curb the zealotry on whose back he has risen, or that in time he will fail and be overthrown and replaced by a moderate centrist leader. So hang on, they say... There's still everything to fight for. That's that whole fucking like like just lib Twitter thing in the U.S. of like, okay, first Trump's gonna get gonna get uh, uh, impeached, then we're gonna impeach Mike Pence, and then Nancy Pelosi's gonna come, and then she's gonna appoint Hillary Clinton. Yes, Queen. Like I got that vibe right there from that. And well, there won't be a civil war. And there won't be yeah, <laughs> nothing. There well, will not saying, be just a bunch of fucking hogs with AR-15s just like charging. Like I don't. Fucking oh no, know. we can't. We can't give the AR-15s to the hogs. They were supposed to keep the hogs in check. No, no, no. These are civilized. Hogs, only those feral hogs, those yeah, are different. Uh, I see. <laughs> yeah, they're not the, the two genders, civil, civilized and feral hog. Yeah. No, they're no, they're no, never mind. I'm not going to say it. The hogs and the hogless. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the subtext of all of that is like, we, we still run things. Why are you getting upset? Like, why, what are you down about? We can, we, we run this. You know, this isn't a democracy. World, us. <laughs> I call up my buddies with their yachts, the, the yeah. cabal, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cue the three six mafia song, Who Run This? Hmm. <laughs> Uh, and then this is where he goes, uh, what, what we call Doomer. Um, they have made their judgment, and in good faith I have made mine. Mine is that all is lost. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. What a world, what a roller coaster ride. I love Black Pill Tory. I this love, is so like, fun. How many paragraphs in is this? Would you imagine reading this article in earnest and then that line pops up? Like, well, what the fuck was I here for? <laughs> I, should, I should say, then the last two sentences are. I may very well be wrong. I hope so. <laughs> sometimes I've been right. Sometimes I've been wrong. Uh, I'd like to point out that there's a spectator.co. This is all in the spectator. I don't yeah, think we mentioned yeah, yeah. that. Mm. Uh, .co.uk slash radio. Tanya Gold and Matthew Paris on political homelessness. Damn. I'm sure that's a, that's a unlike, scintillating podcast Unlike discussion. homelessness itself, which is not political. Yeah, yeah, yeah which yeah, is, yeah, doesn't important. exist. Yeah, no. <laughs> 
political homelessness. This is, this is literally this does encapsulate like the kind of like the the centrist lib vibe in the UK, which is that like they think that like people being rude to them is bad and is worse than actual problems. They're yeah, like yeah, yeah. they don't like the fact that like there are loads of people who are actually homeless to them is like oh well that's an unfortunate consequence of you know like the trains running on time. Whereas like people people are calling me like a loser in my mentions, and now this means that like politics has gotten on. So it's all Jeremy Corbyn's fault. Um, <laughs> And it's just like, yeah, and it mad, and it's and it's all done in like such bad faith, and it gets to a point where like you just you just get bored of responding to it. Um, Did he actually give a reason of why he's voting for the Lib Dems? Just because. I don't know. Well, he did say he's pro-Brexit. Sorry, I, I might have skipped over that part. Mm. It's basically that. And that Boris Johnson Wait, is... Uh, pro-Brexit. He's anti-Brexit. And Boris Johnson is too populist. That would have been amazingly galaxy brain being pro-Brexit. Joining the Lib Dems because you actually realize that the more popular the Lib Dems are, the more likely Brexit is to happen. So like... You would have been correct. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. we need to call in our our uh, our, our in-house uh, populism expert Yasha Monk to uh, assess the situation. Uh, don't say his name around me. <laughs> do, you, do you want to hear the C also and the editor's choice at the bottom? I'm just good. just quick hits. Yeah. Um, okay, Zoomer, is that really the best you've got? Nice, nice, nice. great. Is that what they've started playing people on Fortnite now? They're just like <laughs> winning them. The boomers have learned to play Fortnite in order to like fight generational warfare. Oh, uh, I feel like there's. Yeah, there's going to be like some sort of world of like there's going to be some sort of League of Legends like tournament, esports tournament where it is just like one very angry team of spectator columnists who are just like, this is a joke that's gone too far. Yeah. We had to own our nephews at Fortnite. League of Legends here. is just the lads in all bar one on a Friday night. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Am I right, fellas? Um, the joy of a, of a Rwandan airport. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay. <laughs> Okie dokie. Yeah, it's, it's nice here in Rwanda. Why don't we should come back? What are we? <laughs> why does Why does this hotel in Rwanda have such a low TripAdvisor rating? <laughs> I thought it was perfectly nice. Well appointed rooms. Um, this is one from Matthew Paris in 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 the same vein of um, just just saying it out in the open. Uh, the metropolitan elite must lead the way. Cool. Uh, huh. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Are there uh, three? Uh, are there? Are there? Uh, uh, what are they called in in English? Klaman, around the word metropolitan elite. I, I love to like weirdly do some like anti-Semitic tropery, but then say that it's good actually. <laughs> yeah. Like I actually think the Jews should run everything. Like no one's out here set calling it like it is, but it's a mess. And you know what? I think Mossad would do a better job. Actually, Milo, you should listen to our last episode yeah. <laughs> where we talked about the anti-Deutsch, and it's basically that. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Well, now it has this thing where, like, I mean, our kind of policy is we don't talk about the anti-Semitism stuff because we're mostly, for the most part, apart from Nate, not Jewish. And it's just like, it's a minefield. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, I, I now, whenever I do, like, even when I'm like jokingly saying, I'm like, oh shit, now I have to clarify that like the anti-Semitism is bad. Yeah. <laughs> Jewish conspiracy is not real. No. no, like, yeah, it's it's a very, it's a very like frustrating thing, I think, because there's like, there's no like serious people on the left who are, like, who I've ever met who are like anti-Semites or believe anything close to that. But there are just like some insane, insane cranks and then it's just constantly like prove that you're not one of the insane cranks <laughs> um, well i even i was thinking to myself because in the u.s the people who like in 2016 would make fun of this guy on twitter were all nazis and they would and they love sending uh just mm. gifts of ovens and things but in the uk i don't know if this is the uh, the identitarian i mean the same i assume there's young this young identitarian nazis but like the people running brexit are like you know jacob reese mogg like the old uh, like elite Rich and 
old <laughs> people. Yeah. So it's I, I don't know enough to break down the dynamics. Well, I mean, I think the I'm, electoral I'm le- success of Sargon of Akkad slash um, yeah. whatever yeah. is... Uh, yeah, Sargon of Akkad absolutely sent what, Matthew Count, Paris. Count Chocula or Count, Count Donkula, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was sending Matthew Paris Count uh, Nazi memes. <laughs> <laughs> that what was that is what Highness Games Count Dankula. Count Dankula. <laughs> but he does get Count Dankula a lot. <laughs> Fair enough. Is, um, <laughs> but I, I think that like the electoral success of that version of UK kind of proves that the, the yeah. UK hasn't really done the like yeah. weird YouTube alt-right young identitarian. This is the thing is that you guys don't have like what you have in the US of that you just have like a batshit insane Navy SEAL who runs for office. Like I feel that's like America's equivalent of that. Oh like, yeah. I mean, well, mm. ours were like a very like the, the the military guys in politics are all like very like they they run a they run a spectrum from like genteel to weirdo. Like you have like Rory Stewart in the Tories who's like that he's like the he's like Tory Pete Buttigieg. He's he's incredibly like milk toast and he's just like well I walked across Afghanistan and I actually had they're very they're very noble people I smoked opium with them <laughs> and I learned all but he genuinely said this <laughs> and he's like and he's like and I, le- I learned a great deal and that's why I'm now a Tory yeah, yeah. Um, and then you have like there was like Patty Ashdown who was like a Lib Dem MP for years who was uh, he was basically the British equivalent of a Navy SEAL he was in the SBS which is like a, a, the Navy Special Forces mm. um, and. Uh, and he was like, I think he was okay, like politically speaking, but he was always that guy who like other politicians were like, he would get really mad at people like chatting shit in parliament and people were afraid they were like, yeah, he could fight any of us, like this guy. <laughs> like, but you don't get, there's not like crazed right wing. The crazed right wing people in the UK are all like wish they'd been in the military. Like we Mark have, Francois, like yeah. I was paintballing once and it was awesome. They all wish they were in the military though in like 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 the Great War or whatever that they fucking talk about. Which World War Two, baby. Yeah. They just want to bomb the continent. Didn't they yeah. have that whole thing where a lot of people who were running for the Brexit party were all like former Northern Irish war criminals. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There's quite a few of those. Just like people who've been in the parachute regiment who just did some normal shit in Derry in the 70s. I don't know. I mean, you know, that that dog looked like it was carrying an AK. (laughs) Who can say? It looked like it had Fenian sympathies. Yeah. And by dog, I mean some children. But, you know, uh, it was fine. (laughs) So I guess that's the UK election. Um, Vote Lib Dem. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's yeah, vote Lib Dem, baby. If you want to, you know, the Nickelback of parties. I I can the, read. So they're oh, yeah, releasing yeah, a funk yeah. album. Yeah. <laughs> All those headlines were what to read next, but then there's actually the editor's choice, which I assume is what's most clicked on, which is how many countries have been ruled by a Boris. And <laughs> 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 fucking, it's just Sporkle. It's like Sporkle for your dad. And I really thought that was going to be the UK. How was that from the spectator? How was that sentence not end with the UK? But no, it's a Boris. Mm, um, the next one Does is it just, mean like, like just a person with the name Boris yeah. or like uh, no, I, have that, I assume it's the... There was like two seconds where I put the A on top of Boris and I was like, what's on Boris? <laughs> <laughs> and then this is speaking of dad sporkle shit. Uh, what really happened at Troy? <laughs> Incredible. That's what the people want to know. Yep. Somehow, okay, like, yeah, Troy Troy was like a Brexit thing. <laughs> yeah. Somehow. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 Troy, like, was trying to leave the European Union. Yeah, and they... Yeah. And they and Athens they, wouldn't let them. But yeah. then they founded Rome. That is Britain's glistening future <laughs> outside of the EU. Founding Rome, exactly where it was before. Yeah. Exactly. Oh. That's, that's all I got. Yeah. Damn, we're all spent. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Well, uh, you know, the the usual thing of uh, listen to Melty Brain's New Dawn. It's a bop. Please listen to that. And also, thank you to our guest, Milo, for coming on to this episode. Thank you. It's, it's, been, a, it's been a pleasure to explain quite how fucked Britain is. Yeah. Well, I, I, I don't want to keep extending the episode, but like, like what do you think is going to happen? 
Like, <laughs> like something will happen. The polls are predicting a Lib Dem changed UK Brexit party coalition. So. Oh, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot um, wait. I think, like, here's the, we're, we're being, like, down at, down at TF Towers, we're being, like, incredibly, like, positive about this. We think that, like, you know, they said that Labour were going to, like, get wiped out in the last election mm. and, like, that they didn't do that. Because I think, basically, like, the Labour movement is... It, it doesn't poll well because of the kind, the way in which it's constructed. But the Tories are, like, they're looking worse than they were in 2017 and I think Labour are looking better. So I think you could you could see an upset here. Yeah. I think probably, like... I can't see a Tory majority. It's just, like... It would, it would require the British people to have lost their minds too much. Like, I can't... I still have to have some... Res- residual faith in my country they're not not gonna like sign up for a third fucking like i just like i can't at least not a full majority fucking like i have to believe that there are enough sane people um if you call it a third fucking the divorce stats will get on board yeah the lib dems will probably stay about the same like i think the brexit party will be a non-event because the the no one general election brits don't vote for minority parties doesn't happen um and then you might i think like maybe like a kind of middle of the road prediction is you'll get some kind of like labor snp coalition if it's a hung parliament which will be fine yeah like but yeah i mean yeah the vote go out there vote labor even if you know illegally vote labor who cares <laughs> move to britain and vote labor uh do that yeah and uh where can people find you uh you can find me on twitter at uh milo underscore edwards where people are always angry in my mentions nice Sweet. i'm sorry i'll stop yelling at you on twitter <laughs> 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 all right that's uh that's everything from us See you. Bye. Peace.